Hey, everybody, we're back. We are doing a live show. We haven't done this in quite some time, and I'm super excited. So without further ado, let's get this thing started how we usually do. Folks, thank you for tuning in to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadonna, and with me, as always... Richie Byrne, what's hey, up? It feels good to be live. I know, we're live, bro. We're live. And with a new, cool opening... That was yes. pretty neat. Here's the uh, thing about this show this season is you and I never know what's going to happen until it happens. You know what um, I mean? It, it's kind of the most exciting part. Um, it, I mean, having, like, we just banged out like an hour ago. Hey, we're going live. Everybody watch. You know, like, <laughs> and then and I go, oh, look at the new opening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christian's in the house. We normally are with hey. Christian, but uh, because of some... COVID shutdowns and different things, uh, we decided it'd be safer to do it from the uh, lovely uh, yes. home setting. Joe Polito. Christian, we were actually just talking about you off air right before we went on. And it was actually good. It was nice. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm super stoked to have our special guest on. We have a very special guest. Um, so uh, uh, without further ado, let's bring out our guest. Um, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this man, uh, well, you're going to get to know him over the next hour. I'm excited to bring him out. Stanley, I'm going to butcher his name because I am, I keep, for someone who has a long last name like myself. I know, you'd, a, you'd think you'd be a little more. I'm know, not, I'm and, awful. Is I'm it Andrew Chick? Andrew Syke, I think. Yeah, I think it's Andrew Chick. <laughs> I know, well, I think, look, I'm let's pretty bring cool. him out. We'll let him show. Hello, Stan. Stan. Hey, how's it going? I can get his first name right. Yeah, well, that's a, it's okay. <laughs> I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> Do you like Stan or Stanley? Stan, Stan is good. Stanley, uh, they're they're both just as they're just as good. I'm about 50 50. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Chick? Andrew Sick. Ah, I was wrong. <laughs> I was I lost the pool. almost right, but I was still mispronounced it. I'm horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, actually, you got the Andrew Chick right. That is the way that I'm I'm really my family before me pronounce the last name of my father, change it to Andrusik, and it confuses everybody. So don't feel <laughs> bad. <laughs> I was right. Well, she's always right. I got to say, um, uh, real quick, because uh, our chat room's going pretty good. Uh, yeah. Christian, yes, you're coming on with the puppets next time we go live. I wish we thought of that beforehand. That would have been awesome. Um, our, our other producer, he has uh, puppets and uh, he's very interested. I love Christian, our uh, is such a great guy. He's the guy you would have met if we were live in studio. Um, hey, Jerry Abrahamson, they're in the house. Um, it's, it's just the new opening today, Jerry. It could be another new opening the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen? But Stanley, uh, yeah. so tell us. Uh, you have a, a comp the, the company you work, uh, you own and run, uh, AM Productions. Yes. So you guys not only are promoters, but what else do you do? How do you even, let's go with what is it? And then also, how did it, how do you become this? Because it's yeah. such an interesting life. I've been doing this. AM Productions has been a corporation for 41 years now. Uh, same company. I I, uh, I I went into business right after uh, during college, and I started on the concert committee. Uh, I started. Uh, I was doing trade shows and and concerts, and now uh, over many over the decades now, I've been just doing strictly concerts. I started in. Uh, um, in the uh, adult, uh, primarily in the adult uh, contemporary, and I moved over to primarily comedy, but still, uh, I have a heavy presence presence in the um, in the adult contemporary world still, which I I love music uh, and uh, and comedy and 
What was your what contemporary oh. means music? Because I got when I hear adult, I think porn. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> adult bookstore where Richie yes. frequently goes. He hasn't found War and Peace at one of those yet, but <laughs> he found War and Peace of Ass. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess what I what I really want to ask is, what was your first risk? What was your first one that was a big risk? Well, the big risk. Well, I did it. I had an Alvin Lee concert back in the seventies and uh, sold it out, uh, and uh, had it in a gym, a college gym. Uh, it was a, a, a private event, though, by A Productions. And uh, there was a chair fight and <laughs> sold out and made no money. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but you got your name on the map, right? You got the name on the map. So that's the rest is history. There was a chair fight? Oh, yeah, there was a like chair wrestling? fight. It was uh, Alan Lee 10 years, 10, 10 years yeah, later. So, yeah, so he went from Woodstock to a chair fight in a gym. That's oh, right. <laughs> So we were planning on having uh, just the seats, uh, no seats, just on a mats, because that's what we did in college. And, you know, all everybody were young and was young and you sat on the, on the gym mats. Well, the, uh, the activities director said, oh, we set chairs up. So I looked and said, huh, well, we didn't want to have chairs. We just want everybody because of general admission. We just want everybody to sit on the floor. So oh, this is better this way. So <laughs> halfway, well, we saw the recording of this. Halfway in the middle of the of the show, uh, we just have the audio. You hear all <laughs> 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 oh, the ch chairs just bam, boom, boom. I don't know why I never got sued for that or anything, but that was so many years ago, nineteen seventy seventy nine. Wow, May May twelfth, I think. Hey, that's my birthday. Oh yeah, <laughs> two years before I was born, but <laughs> or else I would say I started the fight. Um, <laughs> so we got to ask, uh, what's everybody drinking? Yes, we didn't go there yet. Uh, well, we we can see behind Stan what he's drinking, but again, <laughs> look at that. Vodka tonic. Well, I got to tell you, uh, vodka with ice, you know, damages the kidneys, and rum with ice eh, damages the liver. Whiskey with rice with uh, ice uh, damages the brain, but you know why is ice so dangerous? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He snuck in the drink and the joke all together. I'm, that's a first on this show. I love yeah. it. What a great segue, <laughs> that was Richie. What do you? Uh, well, you I, I went on. I wasn't sure what I was going to drink. And then you guys all had vodka. And I said, let me, and I, I had sky Ooh, vodka. Sky. It's, I and I just put it on the rocks because I'm an alcoholic. So, you know, I don't Yeah. anything else. Fancy. Uh, you're fancy. Uh, let's bring uh, Tom out. Tom. Tom Bannis, you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bannis hey, is in the house. Guys, how is everybody? I was good at stage. Not knowing what was going on. I was like, let me, let me try and get this on track. I don't have a joke today, but I do have a drink. I also have some vodka. I tried to make it fancy. Look at you guys. Oh, you're both Tito-ing. Everybody's drinking the Tito's. Now. America. America. All yeah. Of well, you you ready for me to disappoint? Yeah. <laughs> I had the plastic jug of vodka <laughs> because we're all unemployed. So I went with the cheap shit. <laughs> I heard Platinum 7 is going to get behind the podcast and be the next sponsor. So it's okay. And not, after that, not after that endorsement from <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna steal a little bit of stanley's thunder on this because uh the theme of today's show is the show must go on and uh let's go on since we're all unemployed um the plastic vodka plastic bottle of vodka in the skull shot glass oh, i like yes. it I like, yeah. what, I like what you did there yeah so uh Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers to the live events industry. Yeah. May we get back to work soon. Um, I, I ask a question? So, Stanley, only because I am not an insider like these two gentlemen, Mark and Richie, are. So could you tell us exactly, like, what you do? Because we came on, and there's a lot of people on here that know you because they are industry people. But I'd love to hear a little bit more of, like, exactly, like, what your background is like, where it's from, like I know you I, from just watching the intro, 
I know you've worked with a ton of people, but how'd you get into it? Like what, you know, what inspired you to do this? Um, like, like I said, when I was in college, I was in a concert committee and uh, uh, presenting and uh, putting on concerts and um, kind of uh, it, it's just, it's been in my, right in my soul sense. And basically what I do is I, uh, I, I hire an artist uh, to come or secure an artist to come and perform in a theater, uh, advertise it. And, uh, if the, if it sells very well and there's a lot of full seats, I make money. And if there's empty seats, uh, I, I, I can lose money where you can lose. There's a real lot of empty seats. You lose a lot of money. Um, a lot of people don't realize if, if you look in, a, like back corners, if, if you want to know about a promoter, if he made money, uh, you don't look at the front of the house. You look in the back corners because your profit is all the way at the ends. The ones, those seats in the back corners. So you love nosebleed seats because that's where your money's coming. Seats. If they're empty, <laughs> if they're empty, well, that means you're not, you're not making money. The artist makes the seat, the money, usually the money up front. And the, and then you're, you get the seats in the back is another way to look at it. So well, that's an interest that I would have never thought of that, but you're right. And like, you always think like, oh, it's almost full. Like when you're as a comic, it's almost full. It's close enough, but close enough means you're probably not going to make money, and that's all you care about. And Everybody's got to get paid first, and then you're you're at the end. But it's, you're the you know what you're doing. It's very rewarding, and I think there's an opportunity for people, other people, to do this too. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I'm an independent promoter. Uh, there's not many indies indies left, and I think there's room for young people out there to do exactly what I'm doing. Um, and unfortunately, I don't see a lot. I haven't been seeing a lot of it. COVID will be over, and uh, business will be uh, brisk again. And I just I just think a lot of us are um, you know are just uh, have faded away. Uh, or they're uh, or are are retiring. Um, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it strong, but I worry about what's going to happen after. So I, I just think there's a lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive energy out there, and and young people, if they have um, the energy and the and the wherewithal, I, I think you can really make a good go of it. That's right. awesome. Cool. Now you, I I just want to. You're a promoter. Yes. You're not an you're not an agent, you're not a manager, you're a no. promoter. Yeah. So you does the venue come to you or do you go to the venue or is it both ways? Like how does that work? Because I, I understand from the agent side, the agent has the, the talent. So you would go to the talent, the agent, and say, I need this specific talent for this date. But how did you come up with the date to begin with? Does the promoter go to the venue? Does the venue go to the promoter? Um, typically I'll go to an agent and then, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him what, you know, what, what do you, what kind of artists you have going out, what avails you have, and then they'll, they'll, they'll let me know there's conferences you can go to, or just by phone contacts, you can talk to people and, um, then you contact the venues and I'll say, I have such and such artists at such and such date. And, and um, and the the venues will uh, will provide me the dates, the ones that do have the dates. Sometimes the venues, some venues could be very busy; they don't have the dates. So maybe I'll have to find another venue. Uh, I have a list of my favorite venues. I, I have my favorite artists that I work with. Uh, it used to be that I would contact all the the venues and the agents, but. Now, um, sometimes they're contacting me too a lot, which is really good. So, um, what, what are some of your favorite venues and favorite artists to work with? Well, uh, oh God. Uh, well, I know you work a lot with like Kevin James. So, for him, yeah. for instance, if you wanted to put a run together with Kevin, yes, would you just pick a chunk of time and then hit venues and go, this is our window that I want to bring him in? Well, it would be up for uh, an artist, a comic like him. It's really up to what their their time they could go out. Because a lot of these uh, stars, especially TV stars, they have other filmings they're doing. So they'll provide you dates, and I'll provide the agent as many uh, and managers as much dates as uh, you know as I can that would fit around the artist's uh, schedule. 
And um, yeah, so it's it's really good to have one artist and to travel to travel with them as much as you can or do as many possible because you get to know each other and and uh, did you also manage the tour that you have them right? I, I don't as in a small sense I do. Uh, I'm giving partial tours and and um, so sometimes I'll work in between. Uh, uh, larger events that maybe Live Nation does, and I'll, I'll work in in a, in a smaller a tertiary markets or or the suburban markets here in New Jersey, uh, New York, and uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and depending on the the artists themselves, sometimes I get, you know, I have really great markets, and sometimes I I have to stretch out a little further with with artists that I want to. Um, to uh to to really introduce myself to, with you know there's some artists that i'm lucky i got one date and there's others that i i'm lucky i have many dates so yeah. who is give, give us like, i want to dig into the stories because i'm sure you have a million stories from being on tour let's get to some of the meat. Um, mark and i are going to go backstage you can take over no i'm sorry <laughs> no, <go ahead. laughs> I just want to drive it. Like I know you have so many great stories. Let's let's get to some of these artists. Like I'm dying to know. Like what is like your craziest? I don't know if you want to tell your craziest, but one of your craziest stories, do, being on tour with some of these artists, and who and what was so intense. Well, about? there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy stories and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things that happen out there. And um, you know, I, I all right to be more specific. Who have you had to bail out? <laughs> <laughs> to bail out? Bail out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you have to go to the police station and go, look, we got a show in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would do it if it, if it came to it. That's <laughs> that would be a first. <laughs> okay, so you you've you've if you imagine a star. Stanley has worked with them. Who has made you starstruck? Well, <laughs> you know, not many. I, I generally t tend not to get uh, starstruck. But I, I, have, I think you're a little starstruck by us right now. Though. A little bit. I, I, <laughs> I have to say a, a little bit. <laughs> He's so, intimidated uh, by uh, canvas backdrops. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I've gotten starstruck by uh, I you know I, way back in the day is uh, uh, I don't know if you anybody remembers uh, uh, Barney Fife uh, Don uh, Knotts yeah Don Knotts from the Andy Griffith show I well, hey. I had a date with New Brunswick at the State Theater with, with Tim Conway and uh, wow and Don Knotts K you know he performed with them they did their uh, their vaudeville gig and it was a lot of fun and really. He, Don Knotts came out and he was just, and he's standing next to me. And I said, here's my chance. And I was just shuddered and shaking. I couldn't talk to Don and to Don. Because of Barney Fife, he's saying. It's Barney Fife. And one, one more is um, I had uh, down in Washington, D.C., I had uh, uh, a show with uh, William Shatner. And uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just couldn't, I, I, I was talking to him, you know, and I went to the dressing room and I just, I just got so, such cold feet. It was Captain James T. Kirk of the USS <laughs> Enterprise. That's who was there. It was like, oh, it's Captain Kirk. <laughs> well, if you put Shatner and Don Knotts together, I don't even want to know how scared you'd be in front of Tom Hogley. There's a double bill right there. <laughs> I don't know who would who would headline that one. Um, <laughs> I love it. I want to tell you a story now. I told you off 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 air. <clears throat> I do the warm up for the Dr. Oz show, mm -hmm. and I for a while I was doing uh, my own online videos called um, Dropping Names, where I have all these great stories with celebrities who they're really not anybody I really know at all. I just met them once really quickly. I don't have it. I wouldn't even remember that I was there, but I have these stories. In my mind, it's funny. So my story with Shatner is he came on the show. I have a couple with Shatner, but he came on the show the first time. And when we went to commercial, I said to the audience, how about a big hand for William Shatner? 
And the crowd went crazy. And when they finished, Shatner went, I think he said a big hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he came on the show again. And we something wasn't working right, so we had to stop. And I got into a um, Dr. Oz told a joke. And then William Shatner told a joke. And then they had me tell a joke. And then it went around the table three times. We were just coming up with jokes, uh, you know, like street jokes. And when I got around to the third time and I took the mic, I go, when I woke up this morning, if you told me that I'd be in a joke off with Dr. Haas and Captain <laughs> Kirk, I would have said you're out of your mind. So he, he's really a sweet guy. He really is. I love. Uh, he's been yeah. on the show. Oh, yeah. But you're I right. It's like you're like, this is Captain Kirk. You know, <laughs> like you just can't believe that you're talking to him. I mean, even uh, in going back with Don Knotts, is you just see them so much on television that you kind of forget they're real. You know, it's like... well, a lot of times I see the uh, fans and how they react to a lot of these stars, and they think that they're the people on the program. And as I did, uh, and what we were just talking about, and and uh, <laughs> and a lot of times it it can't be further from the truth. Uh, I just think it's funny you said Alvin Lee, who I love. Yeah. I know you work Willie Nelson. You've worked with all these great big rock stars and, and country stars. We asked you who you lost your mind about. You were like, Don Knotts. Yeah, <laughs> I <I'll> figure. <laughs> I, and, and similarly, uh, when I worked at Stand Up New York, I was a door guy there. And every co any comic you can think of that's been alive over the last 20 years has come through the doors from Carlin to – you know, Chris Rock and the person who made me starstruck was Bobcat Goldwaite. <laughs> like <laughs> and that was at a film festival. It wasn't even at the club. I went up to him and I tried to talk to him, and all of a sudden I just started stumbling over my words. And I sounded like such a fanboy. I was just going like, and I know it's some, some comics from like Boston. And um, so maybe you know the same guys. And like yeah. he's just yeah. sitting yeah, there yeah. like breathe. <laughs> Breathe, you'll be all right. <laughs> it's awesome that Bob Kaggle was telling you to breathe. <laughs> I think that's the most epic part of that story. Slow down and breathe a little bit. <laughs> oh man. So um speaking of doing jokes around the table with William Shatner, we have not gotten to our joke of the day. Oh we technically did. He told one, but he could tell do you have another one? Well, man, not really, but you know, I who's a sound technician, and uh, oh, and I have a check one too. Check one too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, we mentioned uh, Willie Nelson. I just watched a video, and they were sitting around the table playing cards, and uh, I'll do the Willie Nelson joke, but as our group. Um, so, Stanley, I'll go to you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Richie. Richie who? That show business. <laughs> uh, so let's go to him, Willie Nelson. Let's hear some stories. Well, some stories. as you know, he travels in a honeysuckle rose. I like to call it the cannabis. <laughs> um, what a great performer. Uh, sellout artist almost every time uh, throughout as – Time went on. He was as a promoter. It was harder and harder to uh, to secure because so many other people want to be a part of him. And every time, it's just a it's just a it's just a great experience. Um, and uh, the guys just and and all the performers. Just what a family they they all all have. You know, uh, they all are or have been. Uh, a number of them have passed away. Uh, you know. Uh, Paul English and and uh, and Pootie and and uh, uh, and so many so many of the other ones, but it's, it's still Willie marches on and and he's just, he's just amazing, and uh, I, I just always admired how he uh, he stood outside of his tour bus all for so many years uh, after his performance, and uh, just a line he would meet as many people as the line would oh. would. You know, you don't see that every time. And I think that's part of the reason for his success. And I, I just I just thought, you know, it's just great. You know, great. I love to hear that. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Whenever anyone asks what it's like to be a comedian and they'll say, like, what song, what road song? Because there's a million great road songs. 
which one is most likely as a comedian? And I said, uh, that song, Paul and Me. Yeah. I really know if I go that. Yeah. That's what it's like to be a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as he is down the earth, as you know, what you see on stage, because my wife and I, we go to Farm Aid every time it's within striking distance. My wife turned me on the Willie Nelson. I was always a little more, I would say more like a Johnny Cash kind of guy. But then she turned me on the Willie Nelson. He like quickly became one of my favorites. But the thing that endears me is who on stage, you just feel like it's you and him. And that's it. Like you don't see the stadium. You just like this cool old guy who's in the jazz and country playing for me. Mm-hmm. He he is he is just uh, he's just a, a warm guy, you know. He's and he's there's just something remarkable about him. He's just uh, a great performer. It's just a, a yeah. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he never says anything. I've never seen him angry or out of control or, or anything like that, or, you know, he just, he just goes along with it. I mean, yeah. One of those original highway man, you know, (laughs) can I, you're sitting uh, like, you're sitting with Willie Nelson. Is he the type of guy? Will he tell stories? Will he say, Oh, back in 58, I was on the road and I ran into Johnny cat. Like, will he do things like this? He seems to be more of a quiet guy. He takes yeah. in. He's he's an observer. I thought. Yeah. Um. I was on a, a, a tour bus once with him and Sebastian Bach, and uh, uh, I said, <laughs> you, you, "You two have in common." I I was in a New Brunswick at the State Theater there. <laughs> I said, "You know what you two have in common?" They said, "What?" I said, "You were both featured on the front cover of High Times Magazine." <laughs> We were just in a studio where Sebastian Bach was there. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. He right, was yeah. there like two days before us drawing dicks on the wall. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that childlike performer. What, yeah. Were they working together? No, no. Sebastian just came. You know, I, I put him on a guest list and, uh, you know, so I, I brought him on a bus and, and it was just, I was blast <laughs> so, uh and i don't want to change gears but i do want to point out that you also uh hung out with pete davidson and uh dave Chappelle. so stan i'm starting to get a feeling uh you're a stoner <laughs> <laughs> well only they know that <laughs> i was gonna ask did you smoke with willie nelson well <laughs> we need to know how, How could you not? Right? <laughs> was it mind-numbingly? Was did it like blow you away? Like stuck in the stuck on the tour bus? You're like I'm gonna sit right here for a couple hours. Well, you, you're not it? gonna sit there for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you stand next to William Nelson, you're pretty much smoking. fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got something on the chat room. I'm supposed to ask about your great grandfather. Yes. No, maybe he means. Willie, what does that mean? No, Adam Filmson said, please ask about his great grandfather. Oh, my great grandfather. Yeah, his well, his name was Stanley Andrusik, and uh, my great great grandfather's name is Stanley Andrusik. My father's name was Stanley Andrusik, and I, I so am I. So that's <laughs> what he's referring to. <laughs> the, the fourth, the fifth. What are you? Fourth. I uh, get. Uh, you know what? We lost. Honestly, lost count. But, uh, <laughs> Do you have a son, Stanley Andrusik? I don't. No, no, I don't. Oh my goodness! You got to get out there and work on this. Got to work on it. (laughs) Not that legacy, (laughs) Stanley. You said you started doing um, this in college. Where'd you go to college? I went to uh, Rutgers. Oh, okay. Rutgers University. I was kind of a screw up in high school. Honestly, I started at Middlesex County College because I was, you know, and they really they straightened me out, and then I. I went to Rutgers after that, and uh, uh, it was just, it was good. So it took me a little while, but (laughs) I finished it all. So I got to ask because I know the answer, but I think it's very interesting. When you had Wanda Sykes, you were doing a tour with her. Yes. And you had a special drop-in. First of all, who is this drop-in on Wanda's show? But 
have who was the biggest surprise when you had a concert or a show and a guest showed up who was famous um, as well? Well, obviously Dave Chappelle. Uh, I had uh, uh, John Bon Jovi come to the Count Basie Theater in uh, in uh, uh, Red Bank. Um, I, I had a show and uh, and that, that was fun. I got to I got to meet him. I'm, I met him a couple times, but I got to meet him at, at, my, at my show. And he he was nice. He thanked me, and uh, and that was that was really cool of him. So. On the uh, on the Wanda Sykes show, I saw Keith Robinson's on the couch. How many comics were there? Uh there was. It was just Keith. You know, Keith's a great guy. Yeah, I just so at, funny. I, I just saw him at the uh, last month. Oh, and cool! I went to go see him, and I was talking to him. And uh, Keith and I have a thing when we go to uh, uh, a city because we've done so many cities throughout the last twenty years, I think, with Wanda. So uh, with Keith, when we go to like some city, like, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania, I'll go, uh, you know, like we look at each other and we say, okay, blah, blah, Pennsylvania. We go, you know, so right, you know, we'll do this if it's like, okay, and, and we'll do this if it's a good city. So, and then I, uh, <laughs> so I saw him. He didn't know I was coming to New, Br to New Brunswick at the Stress Factor. I said, New Brunswick! And I gave him, I gave him one of these. <laughs> so, we just laugh. And so it's been our thing. So as soon as he walks up, we give the up or down for the city. That's just a little fun, little fun thing that, you know. <laughs> you guys are like a couple of Roman emperors. Yeah. <laughs> New Brunswick lives. <laughs> but, um, but we love working at the Count Basie Theater. Count Basie Theater has just been really good to me. Uh, been there for a long time, um, uh, and they just always been there. And I just I love the venue. I just love inside the the theater, and I just the, the whole the the place is alive. I, I don't know. I can't describe it. It's just it's it's there. It's the building has been good to me. The people there has been good to me. So but I just wanted to toss that out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So Dave, Ch I'm sorry, I, I got off track. Uh, yeah, that was fun with Dave Chappelle. He, he I, I had a Wanda Sykes show. Well, I guess it was last year at the Bethesda, and Maryland, and uh, it was sold out. And, uh, and Dave Chappelle showed up, and and he wanted a, a drink. It was a Japanese uh, whiskey. So we got the, the bar was open. So we ran up to the front bar, and I got him a drink and. And uh, then, of course, the bar closed, and he asked me if uh, for uh, you know another drink. And I and I went to the venue. They no, they said the bar's closed. We can't. And I had in my cooler uh, for the way home. I had like these these Pennsylvania cheap straw lights <laughs> beer. I said, yeah, straw. Don't you want a beer? You know, he's drinking. It's like really nice whiskey. We want a beer. And he said, yeah, and he took it. He's walking around drinking the straw light. I just thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> no preservatives. Minimal yeah. hangover. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> That's like going home with the ugly girl at three in the morning. I'm <laughs> we yeah. started out with great whiskey. Going yeah, home with cheap beer. Yeah, that's how it ended up. <laughs> so uh, you had, what was the last show you did before the shutdown of everything? Oh, that was uh, Masters of Illusion up in uh, Rochester, New York. It's uh, a magic show that's on TV. Uh, oh, was, wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was it. That was in March. Everybody kind of shut down at the same time. But, yeah. uh, there's, um, but there's a future. There's a good future ahead, and it's out there. And uh, as we were saying, the show must go on, and it will go on. And I can't wait. And I feel really strong about it. And uh, uh, instead of you know, instead of being down, you know, be up. It, it 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 will happen. And these shows aren't getting canceled. People holding on their tickets. Keep your ticket because that show is going on. There's so many times an artist was uh didn't show up couldn't show up because of his flight got delayed uh we had to reschedule guess what the show went on <laughs> you know, maybe the, the the artist was uh not feeling well uh doctor's orders the show uh, had to move the show went on i had a show at the count basie theater where i put i was so proud i put it together it was uh uh 
Um, I had uh, Charlie Daniels, uh, Leon Russell, and Commander Cody. I put the package together. Oh, my God. So proud of myself, and it sold out. Oh, my God. And I was going to make good money on it, too. Uh, <laughs> because I put it together, and I didn't have to. There was no back ends or anything like that. So, and uh, uh, Commander Cody went on, and all of a sudden, uh, and I love doing indoor shows because you don't have to worry about the weather. Well, not here. And then all of a sudden, I hear, pow, pow, the water went through the ceiling because it was it was raining so hard and it, 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 it hit the uh, soundboard. And uh, then the light started flickering and then the uh, rain was was coming down so hard that the, the basement, uh, which was the green room, uh, got flooded. And uh, uh, the girl that worked for me, the woman that worked for me said, uh, Stanley, your briefcase is floating in the water. And she went and got it for me. And then, um, it was, well, obviously the show wasn't going, but people in the audience couldn't even leave because it was raining so hard. What a night. What a night. There, was, there were a couple of stoners in the audience going, these are the best effects ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> but everybody rescheduled and the show went on. And that's what's going to happen now. Uh, with yeah. yeah. You but know, Leon like, Russell is the the one of the shows in my mind that I can't believe I haven't seen live, and I'm you know I'm just heartbroken that I probably you know I have all of his vinyl, and I never got to see the guy live. Yeah, I so, you know, I I did, and I I was lucky about that. I I had a, a date with Johnny Cash, and uh, it was well we we were. Going back and forth, you talk about money. Oh, I want thirty-five. I want forty thousand. And I over two thousand dollars. I decide. I said I'm. I don't want to do it because I stuck to my guns. I missed the chance. Wow. You know. So it's just. It's one of those ones. You, you think. You think about. Yeah. So <laughs> that was an opportunity that I had that that got away. Uh, quick shout out to Mark McDowell. I wanted to say hey to Mark. Uh, I met him on the Monsters of Rock cruise. We got to uh, slum around and watch. A, and Richie's here's the connection of all connections. Richie's brother was on the yeah, cruise. Same, yeah, cruise. He yeah. Doesn't like stand up comedy, so he didn't yeah. come see my show. Yeah, he went for the <laughs> Monsters of Rock. He didn't go to the comedy show. I'm like, you didn't see Mark. But um, Stan, what you were saying earlier about uh, it'll come back. I've noticed the few shows that I've done since March 15th when everything shut down. I've done a few outdoor shows. So has Mark. I've done a few uh, social distancing shows. And I, it's overwhelming to me how much the audience is so appreciative, as small as they are. They, people are just dying for entertainment now. You know, They're just screaming for it. And I think it's going to open up so much once we come back for that reason. I think people... I think people are going to appreciate entertainment even more than they did live entertainment. People need it. They love it. And uh, it's always going to be there. So it's, it's, it's never going to go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a, just a little nap we're taking now. I hope yeah. you're right. Because I feel like to it's some degree as a performer uh, after a while, I kind of took things for granted and wasn't as excited as I used to be. And, and I kind of feel like maybe the audience in some ways had the same attitude, like, make me laugh. Now it's like, we're just here to laugh, you know? And, I, wanna, and yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be good for both sides if they would just let us friggin' open. Right. I know. So so now you were saying earlier that, like, you've, you've worked with so many great artists, and some of them just have something different about them. Like you said, Willie Nelson, very laid back. What is it that you think they become that famous from working with all these great personalities and entertainers? I'm, I'm so glad you asked that question. I think there's probably maybe four reasons why artists become, uh, I, I'm just going to say about four reasons why artists become famous and who, who, who they are that made them that way. And first, first, first number one is that they're a wonderful, just wonderful human beings. There's those artists. Um, then, then you have the others that are sharks. They're just sharks. That's where I them. put Richie. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then, then you have the others that are just—they have such an aura about them that is so powerful and radiant that the glow of the aura—you could see it through the cracks of the dressing room 
the dressing room doors. It just that's how strong these the oars are, and there's those artists. It's just it's amazing. It's just amazing. That's like, where Smokey, I put Richie. Like Smokey <laughs> Robinson, he's just it just. Or, or I, I I walked in to see, to see Whoopi Goldberg, and I you know I said oh it's just Whoopi you know <laughs> she's a nice person, and there was just this blue glow all around her, and it just it was just. Oh my God! It floored me away. I felt like I was gonna like it was gonna knock me down. And so you have that, and then you have just remarkably talented artists that are just uh, really brilliant. And like Bill Burr and John Mulaney, uh, Tom Jones, uh, uh, Donny Osmond, Ian Anderson, on and on and on and on. They just they're so talented, and and a lot of them very wonderful as well. So. You can have a combination, especially when you have a combination. It's just, and that's what I think makes stars who they are. And people say they're regular people. I agree, but there's, there's, there's they're other, exceptional. They're <laughs> exceptional regular. I agree with you, Stan. There are certain, there are certain artists you meet and you go, oh, there's that je ne sais quoi that you can't even explain. It. It's just there's something about them. I can't even spell that. You even you even put it best where there's a glow almost like coming yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Well, that it's not even that you're impressed by them. It's just it's there and it's yeah. It's, yeah. You know, you know. I, something that you mentioned and and what you're saying right now, Richie, was um, when George Carlin came in the stand up New York, and if uh, if Robin Williams would come in, he came in a lot. There was a thing where he didn't have to announce he was there. As soon as he walked into the bar, everybody in the lobby and bar went. Right. There was like a presence just like. felt him. Like, oh, somebody, somebody important's here. And I've never, there's no way to like. Quantify that or learn that or whatever. There's just some people that have this. Yeah. They, they're on a higher level putting out energy or something. Yeah. You know, I worked at FAO Schwartz 30 years ago, and Michael Jackson walked in, and that's a, you couldn't describe it any other way. It yep. was darts were shoot of electric was shooting off of him. He Is was, that right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Do you know well, who I who I like every I everything I you just said, Stan? All the things like it was like he had all of them together. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He just he he was just amazing just to see that just. You just knew there was something about him, but I'm it's sorry. Hum. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I was gonna say the same thing. Like I felt like the same type of an animal when I was blessed enough. Like I've I've done a lot of events. I was working with uh, like Jay Z and Beyonce, and people were like, oh, are they is like what they appear to be. Beyonce had this crazy aura. It was just an aura. It, yeah. You didn't have to talk. You just felt like you felt a good feeling just being in, in the room with her, which was so crazy to me. But yeah, Michael Jackson, Jackson. And Natalie Cole is just right. something I, I can't describe it. It just it didn't come through on a television set. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Ian Anderson. Yes. And Jerry Abramson said to make sure you talk about the amazing Jethro Tull show. Is there a certain story with Jethro Tull that you have? or? Well, I... Uh, did you work with him a lot? Because I did. I did. I, I've right. done a lot of days with Tall and uh, also with Ian Anderson doing his own uh, right. his own shows. They're really, uh, really nice people. Uh, him, uh, he's uh, his wife many times goes out with him as a tour manager, uh, Shona. They're very mm -hmm. delightful people. Um, they've just been uh, really good to me because he, uh, Ian had a uh, promoter that was uh, that he really liked, an independent promoter. And many years ago, he uh, he was, you know, turned on by me, and I really didn't know what I was doing in a rock and roll world uh, as far as settlements and everything. And uh, they, <laughs> so they 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 were working with me, and they gave me a whole bunch of dates, and and it was just it's just it's just they they wanted to give back, and they gave it back to me, and so that was really that was really cool. Doesn't he have his own fish farm or something, Ian Anderson? Does it, does uh, have salmon, uh, salmon farm. I, I, I don't know if he still has it. I think so, up in Scotland. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's yeah. so cool. Because if I were like a major rock star, when I was off from doing that, I would do nothing. 
Like these guys, it amazes me. These guys who like, oh, oh yeah. Then I, I have my own salmon farm and I run it myself. I'm like, really? I'll just sit down. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like Stan with the horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he became a horse farmer overnight. <laughs> was that on the air? I don't know. Did no, we... it wasn't on no, the air. No, no, no. <laughs> I um uh, oh so my buddy Mark wrote as a private event booker clients are saying they're ready for live shows when it's safe and I think it goes with the theme of the show must go on and Mark books some really really awesome shows um that are you know private clients that you know do events and uh, I was fortunate enough to do one with him and um I th I think he's right I think even doing these Zoom shows People are just dying to be entertained again, and yeah. uh, I, I do you have uh, your your ideas in your head of when things open up, who you want to have right out of the gates? Well, I, I already have a lot of shows booked, so like like so many venues have been moving they moving dates. Some of them we moved three times, and uh, uh, I'm really uh, happy and uh, proud of the the ticket holders for for going along with uh, and, and, and keeping their tickets. So it's amazing how many people are keeping their tickets. Uh, it's, and I've spoken to many people in the industry that, that are presenters. And I think and, it gives you hope. Yeah. And it does give you hope because uh, again, the show, the show is going to go on. So uh, it, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing to see. But yeah, so uh, I am I. I'm right now. I'm just careful about booking things, uh, booking shows. I will. I will when there's just a little bit better news. But I have all my ducks lined up, and I'm ready to go. That's awesome. That's awesome. The That's uh, so have you had some? Uh, have you had any uh, over the years? Maybe somebody who was a big, big hit overseas that you decided to bring in and put up and. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple different ways it could go playing out in my head that they were either became a big hit. Like I know you had Trevor Noah. Was it after he got the Daily Show or before? No, I, I never did work with Trevor Noah. Oh, I thought I thought I saw him on your roster. Fake no. news. No. <laughs> um, but I yes, I I we'll edit I, that out. Post. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, we're live. We'll do it in post. <laughs> have you have you had anybody come over that you were just like, this is an amazing show, and I can't believe people didn't come to it? Oh yeah, I, I have a lot of those. A who, lot. Who of was your like biggest that. hit, biggest flop? The biggest flop? Yeah. That's oh god, I just so many. There's a lot of them are uh, <laughs> don't turn out the way you want. There's many, many of them. Uh, but it's, it's, you, you have to have more money, more winners than the losers. That's, that's it. And sometimes, you know, so it's, it's a tough racket and it's a racket that you have to know. And, uh, but it's, it's a learning experience. Um, do you ever have an artist that, you know, you're going to lose money on, but you don't care. You just love their work so much that you're willing uh, to keep the risk. Yeah. It's up to a certain point. There's just, uh, there's just ones that you have to, and you just, feel uh you, you know i i well i just try to say if it's it's at least going to break even <laughs> and well, those, a lot of those start losing money <laughs> yeah, and that was parts where trying to get you to book them i i would i didn't want to say it <laughs> you beat me to it richie i was like mark's angling <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that if you really like me, it doesn't matter if I draw or not? I mean, <laughs> well, since I work for sandwiches, I'm really not a big risk. Uh, do you have, and you don't have to say names, but are there specific artists that you look at and go, these are friends now? Guys that you. Oh yeah, there's there there's ones that that are just become that really good friends of mine, like Frankie Valley. I've been working with him really? so many years. Yeah, and and he gives me the uh, the majority of the New Jersey dates, if not uh, just uh, just about all of them. Uh, and, and 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 it's in New York, in New Jersey. You know, he's the Jersey guy. And uh, I was about to say, that's... I work I work with him all the way. You know, down south, north, and uh, that's I home field advantage. <laughs> For so many, so many years, and uh, uh, yeah, so we become friends, and uh, I, I, I miss him terribly. When I hear uh, a Frankie Valley song on the radio, it just 
you know, it just, it makes me, it makes me happy, uh, happy to, that I've worked with them. So That's it just cool. still, still do. You haven't mentioned Ringo. You worked with Ringo? Yeah, yeah, we got a date coming up at uh, at, uh, at uh, Asbury Park. Uh, we we rescheduled for June, and uh, so everybody keep keep on holding on to their tickets. I've been to a few of the All Star Band shows, and they're always great. They're always a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. always find yourself going, "Oh my God!" Like his band is just unbelievable, you know. And and you just sit there, and and I love the way they do it. I love the way. Whoever's in his band has had big hits. Oh yeah, and they they come from uh, yeah. So they it's just such a brilliant idea, you know. Gary Wright and um, uh, Hang On Sloopy, I can't think of his name. It's just the way they do it. It's just mm -hmm. I, I love the shows, you know. Yeah, Winter and it's just so it's such a great. If you've never seen Ringo's All Star Band, you must go. It's such also a good coming show. to the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank too. So it, uh, here in yeah. Jersey. Um, and I, wish I knew someone I could get in <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere to crash after the show, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're more than welcome. I love <laughs> but this now, is go ahead, Mark. Oh, you go. No, no, you, you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 we we have no problem jumping on each other so often on this show, and then we get so polite. It's so it's, it's funny it's, how uh, we we got really good at this. Uh -huh. We haven't done the show this way in a while. We've been in the studio together, and uh, we were getting really good at this. And now I feel today like we're jumping on each other a little bit. But uh, I blame Tom Banis. But anyway, one hundred fifty percent. It has to be my fault. <laughs> no problem. Absolutely I, right. I blame Stan. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding, Stan. <laughs> now, going to concerts is your work, and you know, being part of the whole process. What do you do to wind down? To wind down is yeah. Because uh, the last thing I want to do is go to a comedy show. <laughs> you you got a month off of work, and it's not COVID. What are you gonna do? Are you going to? You're not going to shows, are you? Look when? at his handle bottle, Mark. That's what he's saying. Look at the Tito's behind him, and look at the Tito's <laughs> in front of me. Mine's full. Stanley's <laughs> <laughs> is like, not. That's it. And that's today's bottle. That bottle was full at four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> do you? That's a good question, though, Stan. Do you? Would like when you're away or just on vacation? Uh, if, do you go, I got to get away from entertainment totally? Or if you see, you say you're in, let's say you're in Florida, some, you see a name, you go, oh, I'd love to see that person. Would you, do, do you find yourself still working or not working, but wanting to see entertainment? A lot of people that I, that, that are in the business, I talk, they say, they, a lot of them say over and over again, I can't sit through a show. I can't sit through a show. Right. <laughs> I mean, but uh, so, you know, my wife is always wanting to go to see a show here, see a show there. But, you know, yeah, so you do want kind of like a vacation from it. But at the same time, it's in your uh, it's in it's in your 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 blood. You know, I was going to say, like, do you do what you love or do you love what you do? I feel like you do what you love. I do do what I love. I do do what I love. Yeah. And that's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gone and seen someone you didn't know? Uh, just at, like someone said, hey, we're going to go to this show. And you went and you went, oh, my God, I have to book this person. Has that ever happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Or or stars that I didn't know uh, a lot about them. Um, absolutely. Uh, like Ann Murray and, uh, you know, uh, Al Green. You know, I, I knew of Al Green. I, I was just never listened to all his music. And right. And then all that, and then since then, a huge, huge, huge fan. Yeah, so that's that's the greatest part about live music. You you, it just brings you it it it, it just you just become part of the, uh, the 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 music. You know, it just I don't know how to explain it. No, I feel, I feel like music becomes like it's like smell. You know how you smell something and it brings you back to some place you've been. Yeah, music has the same thing. You you hear it and it it brings you right to where you are. Mm -hmm. Well, they say that in acting, you know, when you when you're studying acting, the smelling and music are the, two of the most powerful things to get you to a sense memory. 
Wow, so if no a idea. song reminds you of your father, you play that song and it, you immediately go there. But it's also like fresh squeezed orange juice might remind you of something. So smelling an orange right before the scene takes you immediately to that place. Mm -hmm. So it has to be odd that you hear so much music that you probably have a hard time deciphering which memory. <laughs> what, what is it like what is the song when you hear it you're like it just transists you to that spot or and where does it transist you to like the first time you've done this or like the the moment that you felt like you made it like what are those uh where were those well, you do, it does bring you right back to uh to a, a moment when you 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 hear a song uh it, it brings you to the moment of, of where you were when when you were working something whether it's a good memory or a bad memory or a stressful memory but <laughs> Right. What's the um, what's the most famous opening band that you know they weren't famous at the time, but you maybe had a a band and whoever opened then became, you know, like oh huge. oh you know I I can't think off a hand, but after after I finish this, I'm going to say oh I should have said this I should. <laughs> well, I'm still working with comedians. You've seen a lot of openers. Oh yeah, where you go? Oh my God, this guy's tremendous, or this girl's tremendous, and 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 they're just the opening act for the for the headlining comedian. I'm, yeah, I, I had Louis C.K. open up for Andrew Dice Clay, and uh, he, wow. was, That's he, crazy. he was the opener, and and uh, well, you know the story after that, and uh, he became he became really the biggest star, star in comedy. I um I was working at the St. George Theater in Staten Island a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, they were telling me that a few years before that, Louis C.K. was headlining there. Yeah. And Chris Rock showed up. Oh, yeah, hang. I heard that story too. Yeah. Chris Rock said, you want me to open for him? And they were like, okay. And he goes, I don't want an introduction. They literally, the lights came up and Chris Rock walked down the stage and they, they said the place went berserk. Imagine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know what's you know, funny? That, like one degree of separation. Because I remember when that concert happened, when that hat, that comedy show happened, I knew somebody at Blue Restaurant, which is where Chris Rock went before the uh, before he went on stage at the St. George Theater. Yeah, they, really? Yeah, and they put on Facebook. They're like, "Holy shit, Chris Rock is at Blue Restaurant right now. What is this about?" <laughs> and then, like forty minutes later, the, into, like, like Facebook hey. blew up that Chris Rock jumped in on that show. Wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One night, one night, speaking of Chris Rock showing up, Seinfeld pulled up in a brand new Porsche. It was a brand new Porsche. He hopped out. He went in to do a set. The exact same Porsche, but different color, pulls up right behind it. Still had the sticker in the window. Chris mm -hmm. Rock got out, and they <laughs> <laughs> they both went up and did sets. And that night, they neither were billed. Right. They just popped in and they the audience got to see Chris Rock and Jerry That's Seinfeld. Cool. Imagine and that. Then the staff got to watch them go out and compare cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. So crazy. The think, uh oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think that's the amazing thing about comedy. Like I used to always go to the comedy cellar just because I used to like the late show during the week because you never knew who was gonna pop in. Dave Chappelle right. actually randomly popped in one night and did like four hours. <laughs> I'm not even I'm, when I tell you four hours, I'm not even lying. He did four hours. Yeah, he no, was, yeah, he came on and he was just it was like cathartic for him. He just did his set and it was like him working through whatever was in his head that night and crushed it to the point where when people were leaving, he people would send now four hours is a lot. It's a midnight show, it's 3 30 in the morning. I couldn't leave. Like I love him, I love comedy. It didn't matter. But people would get up and he'd be like, Really? You're leaving me now? He's like, I thought we had something. Like he legit felt like he had like that. And he had it with me. He had it with me. He's, and he, I could like it hurt him so much them walking away that it actually like I was like I can't leave. We're, we're staying. We're doing the duration. It was like four o'clock in the morning when we left. Crazy <laughs> on a Wednesday. It was like a random Wednesday. It was so out of control. <laughs> What's the uh, furthest place that you promoted a show at? Now you said Rochester. You did. The Masters of Illusion show, but do you you tend to stay in the Northeast? I'd imagine. I've I've done a good number of shows in Charleston and Austin, Texas, and uh, Tucson and Arizona, uh, Tucson. 
Arizona Phoenix. Uh, uh, but uh, generally, I, I try to stay in a metropolitan area. It's very competitive. So I do have to do some traveling, uh, sometimes more more than I like, but it's sometimes fun to go on the road too, especially with the same with the same artist. That's that's always the best because you know what to expect the next the next day, and they they they're really they like it too because they know that they're going to see you and 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 same they, familiar face, same yeah. ability. Yeah, that that's a really added plus. So there's, there's a lot to be said for that. As I mean, on a small level, but when I go on the road, or Marco attests to this, and, and you walk into a club or something. And you see like a manager who you like and you know, okay, they're going to protect me. Everything's cool when I see that person. It's probably yeah. for people who work for you where they go, oh, good. He stands here. This is going to be great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, I know specifically when I go to certain towns, I really hope I have certain opening acts of people I know that I feel comfortable with that I know the green room will be uh, respected and they won't like want to have a party in the green room or whatever. Like it means a lot to like have familiarity when you're out on the road. So I'm sure, uh, uh, I mean, musicians are out on longer runs. How long do musicians tend to run? How, how long do they go tour? Yeah. Like just constantly just tour just on and on and on others. They, they do a, uh, a set tour, but uh, uh, nowadays it's it seems like that's that's the main income is is live touring for uh, for so many uh, so many stars out there and musicians. Yeah, so um, we're at an hour now, so we probably should start wrapping. Um, Tom, do you have any anything we should plug? Anything you can plug? And do you have any uh, parting words with what we uh, what we've uh, discuss today anything as far as me i think i think you were oh to, but, but i will plug you want me to plug let me get yeah let's go ladies I'm and gentlemen make sure, i'll be the first one to leave that's perfect ladies and gentlemen make sure you check us out tom bannis here and if you want to check us out make sure you look at us on the twitter djs show on twitter follow us support us i think that would be great also you can check me out if you want to do some gambling on either twitch Oh, I'm sorry, Twitch for the DJS show, but Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. It was a pleasure, everybody. Thank well, you. I owe you $100, Tom. <laughs> you do owe me $100. I thought we were going to bet on tonight, but it's I okay. I can't do it tonight, but I, yeah, I owe you $100. Miss, miss, that, you know what? That makes me so happy. Let me put him big so he can say that. He owes me $100, but it's okay. I, you I know how much I lost that game? Jimi Hendrix game that we played. I legitimately, I lost eleven hundred dollars on that day. But you know how long oh. I spent twenty six hours. <laughs> Once again, time. I only owe you a hundred dollars. Can I can I say uh, buy tickets for Frankie Valley at NJ Pack? Yeah, yes, yes. You. Right. You're going to get to do all your plugs. We want you to do yeah. all of the plugs. Oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, there's uh, Ringo Starr at Asbury Park. There's tickets left. There's tickets left for uh, Ringo Starr at uh, an all-star band at the Count Basie Theater. Uh, scheduled for June. Uh, Beach Boys at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank. Uh, I got uh, Gordon Lightfoot up in Buffalo. Some Josh Gates dates. Uh, uh, he's a great uh, he's a TV star. Um, uh, coming up at the Red Bank and uh, Keswick Theater. Uh, and uh, Masters of Illusion coming up uh, at, uh, at the Count Basie Theater, and um, and uh, so, so many other shows. Kevin James, Red Bank, uh, Englewood. Uh, do you have a site? Do you have a site that we can go to with all of your I shows? I do, but uh, a lot of times I rely on the venues to uh, to, right. to put them on the site. Sometimes I'm it's it's not updated right now with with gotcha. my shows. Cool. Nice. And Stan, if you're ever uh, if you're at the shows in Keswick, I'll send you off my number. Let me know. I'll come have a drink with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I work there. Uh, I've done a number of shows there, and uh, I I have uh, some shows coming up there. It's a couple shows coming up there too. So yeah, love love that venue. It's great. Yeah. I live. Well, I won't say walking distance, but Uber distance, so I can get <laughs> drunk at the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, Richie, any parting words? Great. No, just thank you so much, Stan. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
Yeah, thank you. We were so thrilled to have you say you wanted to come on. And I'm glad we did it live. And, I, and thank you so much for being here today. You were a wonderful guest. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Back. Yes, please come back. We'll talk more and tell some more stories. Um, everybody, I want to thank Shared Universe. We want to thank Realize Studios. We want to thank Richie and Tom for being here with the amazing stand. You, I really, really enjoyed today, and I hope to have you back very soon. Cool. To it. Thank you guys. Thank you for including me on it. It was such a pleasure. And Let's uh, drink jokes and storytelling, baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on YouTube or wherever you podcast. We also would appreciate spreading the word. Let anyone who may enjoy us know about us. We appreciate the plug. Special thanks to a shared universe studio, Realize Records, and why not for the great music.